Hello, and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, great to be with you. Big day. Big, big day. Big, big day. Big, big, big hire. Show, big hire. Home runs. Everything. Yeah, out of the world. You name it, we're jacked up. Mega. It's mega. Yeah. This is a big, big, big. The Broncos found their guy, Eric. They got their guy. They got their guy. Who is it? A Sean Payton. Nice. Yeah. 15 years of NFL head coaching experience. Yep. 2009 Super Bowl champion. Woo. 2006 AP coach of the year. Oh, yeah. He's leading your Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk all about him today. Yeah. We're going to break Heck it yeah, down. We we're going to break official, it down. It's official, Phil. We're going to break it down. Yeah. It's kind of a gap there between reports and official. It's official yeah. now. Now it's official. Yeah. Which is why, of course, Phil, Ben Swanson is not here. I was going to say, it's just you and me. It's just the two of us in the studio today. When we got a big, when we got big time news. We, we had to just, get serious. We got to get serious. Yeah. Get rid of some of the riffraff. Exactly. And also, Ben Swanson was included in the trade compensation <laughs> that the Broncos sent to the New yeah, Orleans Saints. Exactly. They said, we need Swanson. Yep. We, Otherwise, we can't do it. That was part of the hang-up, I think, <laughs> is they didn't, the Broncos did not a, want to give Ben Swanson up. Took a long time. But ultimately, I mean. Swapping picks and all that, that was fine. Yeah. But the Swanson, they were like, we can't. We can't do it. We cannot do it. Yeah. yeah. I also heard that like uh, when Swanson was uh, trying to decide what to wear for like a big occasion, he was like, I can't pick too many flannels, too many flannels, too many flannels. He was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's true. So you think the flannel works in New Orleans or no? I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, because it's kind of humid down there. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's sort of flannel weather. Mm. Maybe in the wintertime. Hot. Wintertime. Yeah, maybe. You think he does a nice stop by the Senior Bowl? Of course, I'm typically there. In I'm Mobile? Just, I'm just feeling a little bit sad that I'm not in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. How do you know, like, how some of the punters are doing down there? Yeah, that's tough to know. If you long are not snappers, there. The long I have no snappers. Idea. The snap of the ball. Of course, uh, the Broncos, they probably have a strong contingent down there. Yes, I imagine. I would so. imagine. So, just got to find out the t- some of the top talent coming from the I'll college I'll just have to ranks. work a little bit harder at the combine. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Which, of course, that's going to be hard for you to do. Yeah, that's true. Because I already worked so hard. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you work harder than 200%? Yeah. When there is no room to get better, what What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? So Uh, a lot to get to, though, when talking about Sean Payton, you know, uh, what what does it mean for Russell Wilson? And, um, you know, what's the what's the short term goals here now that uh, they've got a guy like Sean Payton coming in? And then what is it? What's a long-term vision here for this Broncos team? You know, uh, what beyond the next couple of years here? What what are you expecting to get out of Sean Payton and this Broncos team? So yeah. those are some of the things I think that maybe we can touch on a, a little bit here today. That would be really nice. Yeah. So um, should be a nice little show. Yeah. Uh, if people say they've got a thought on about Sean Payton, oh, they do. They're like, hey, I just I've got a hot take and I got to get it off my chest. How do they do that? There's so many ways, Phil. I mean, there really, truly are. One is that you could send an email to neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Uh, 
Ben Swanson, I think, is going to still forward them from New Orleans, so we should, we should still yeah. get them. Yeah. Uh, you can leave a voicemail, Phil, 707-NEUTRAL. That's a nice way to do it. I believe we have a voicemail coming up at the end of the show. Yeah. A really nice a good one. good one. Yeah. It was a nice, it was a nice one. Um, or, Phil, you could tweet at us directly on Twitter, at Eric Delala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. Those at, are non-traditional spellings. Yeah, at Sean Payton with an S. Traditional spelling. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet Tell him how you feel. Tweet at him. Uh, or at Broncos Podcasts. You think we'll get Sean on uh, on here? I would think he'd want to join the the nation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, he does a lot of stuff with Colin Coward. Yeah. I think he's ready to step up. I th- Yeah, I think it's time know, to, to, to go to the big leagues. Yeah. That's what I think. We'll see. Or, Phil, you could, uh, you could mosey on over to the old YouTube. Yeah. The Broncos official YouTube page. That way you could check out, you know, hey, how's the hair looking? Oh, yeah. You, of course, have a nice Broncos QZ on today. Yeah, I'm feeling festive. Um, I think that even Peyton Manning would be jealous of that. You'd a lot like, of Peytons these days. A lot of Peytons around. Yeah. You think this town can handle it? Peyton Manning, Sean Peyton, George Peyton. Some of the best Peytons Anybody else? live in this. Robbie Peyton. Yeah, Robbie Peyton. I don't know who else. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of I think, I think it's big enough. Denver's a pretty so. big town. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go over to the YouTube page. Yeah, leave a comment. Leave a comment. We read them. We read all Religiously. Of them. Yeah. You know. Doug McLaren. Okay, last week. Okay. Tons of wasted content to start the show. The real show starts about 19 minutes in. So, that was kind of mean. Then Mike Williams, 0728, responds and says, Chargers receiver? Thank you. I don't know. The, the back injury? Yeah. Staley? Uh, Is your back sure. okay? Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, thank you, prayer emoji. He spelled out prayer emoji? Yeah. Strange. Uh, av- Avathon. Avathon. Phil is a top lad. I love him. Thank That's you a nice much. compliment. Thank you very much. Maybe from one of our Broncos Europe listeners. Yeah, a lad. Um, Jeremy. That's it, just Jeremy. Okay, yeah. I don't know how. He, he must have been one of the first adapters. Uh, on how did you? Yeah. Adopters? Yeah, not adapter. Adopter. There you go. Cool show I always watch. Nice. And then also says, very good point, Eric. Like he, I think he's just like uh, watching live and, yeah, and then commenting in the comments. Well, the good thing about that comment is it's kind of applicable to the whole show. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Like good point, Eric. Yeah. That could be a bunch of them. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Metambale. Nice. Then turn up your mic, dude. You have important stuff to say. No, he doesn't. Maybe um, the Saints podcast. They'll take that note. Yep. They'll take that note. Um, Elijah Kane says offer Peyton Manning the head coaching job. I think we moved on past yeah, that. past that. I think we moved on. Um, and I think that might have been all of the... Oh, Rocky Marquise. Rocky Marquise. I don't like coffee. Yuck. Because, of course, we were talking about... Uh, Sitting on the, the dock of the bay. Jerry Rosberg dock. Yeah. Deck? A deck dock. It was a dock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think a deck is attached to the house, right? Yeah. A dock... And- can you have a dock attached to your deck? I think so. One of those nice ones where the, where really the house is one? right. Yeah, where the yeah. house is right up against the water. Maybe. The deck is like there, and then from the deck, it turns into a dock. Directly into the dock. Yeah. 
Huh. I believe they t- uh, refer to that as a uh, deck dock. Oh, yeah. that's I've heard that. Yeah. You've heard of that? Yeah. yeah. You've ever been on one of those? No, I've only heard about that. Kind of been down to a deck legend. dock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are nice. Yeah. I've been on one once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, one time. What was it like? It was, it's oh. everything you think of. Yeah, I, would, I bet it would be. Yeah. So You have to kind of see it to believe it. Yeah. Oh, so you don't even believe it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> yeah. like a, kind of like uh, the Easter Bunny or something. Uh, yeah. You've never seen the Easter Bunny? Um, kind of like a glimpse once. Oh, really? Yeah. Moving too Just fast. Just the tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you heard a ruffle and you went to go look. Russell? A rustle, yeah. Yeah. Russell was there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Easter Bunny, let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah. Let's hop. We got to we got to talk about we got to talk about Russ a little bit here too. So, uh, okay, let's get into our first topic here. The Broncos, of course, uh, make it official: the twentieth head coach in franchise history, Sean Payton. Eric, uh, what was just your initial reaction? Yeah, I was uh, I was excited that it, one the coaching search was complete; that they found um, a really good head coach. I think there was there was some panic. I think amongst maybe not panic, but maybe. Um, Angst, angst among the fan base, maybe even some reporters just, Hey, what are the Broncos going to do here? Um, and they end up with a really proven head coach. Um, you know, the draft compensation at first, you look at it and you say, okay, a first round pick, a second round pick for a third round pick. You say, Oh, that's, that's kind of a lot. And then you think about it as, okay, it's kind of like you trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. And when I think about it that way in my head, I would do that trade a hundred times out of a hundred. And that's no disrespect Ooh. to Bradley Chubb, but I think the Broncos have shown the last few years um, the importance of having a head coach that is an advantage, and the Broncos, I think, have have not had that here uh, in a while. And so, yeah, one first-round pick, listen, you need good players, but to get a guy like Sean Payton, um, I think instantly transforms you back into a playoff contender. And uh, you obviously want to see it on the field, but Phil, my view was that there were a couple of candidates, Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton, that could make a quick turnaround that could do this in one year. And the Broncos went out and got one of those guys. And so from that standpoint, I think you're really excited about what this year could hold. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just uh, right off the bat, you're excited just because you expect the culture around here to change dramatically. I mean, you saw what it, it could be like with Jerry Rossberg taking control just for the final two games. Now you're talking about a guy like Sean Payton, who's won a Super Bowl in his league and having the entire off season with the team getting ready. He's going to hit the ground running. I mean, things are going to change dramatically if you, if you ask me. And, you know, Eric, when I think about this Broncos team and I think back to, you know, the Super Bowl or even 2016 from that point on uh, to right now, to me, there's been like a couple of, themes with the lose that's come along with the losing one has been inconsistency at the quarterback position and the Broncos went out last year and found Russell Wilson made the trade for him there where now you're like okay at least that position we know what's going on there and then and then with this move they've addressed the other inconsistency and that's the head coaching position because to me ever since Vance Joseph came in with Vic Fangio and then Nathaniel Hackett, there's been a lot of like questioning, Hey, what are they, what are the Broncos doing with this? Why are the Broncos doing training camp this way? Why are they doing this like this? What about this time management issue? What about this play call? What about this? There's been just a lot from the media 
and and probably the fan base too that's been like questioning decisions made by the head coach now you like if you're like why did you do that he's like because that's how i do it because that's what wins you know like those questions are gone if you ask me it's like like you've got a proven guy here who's who's done it and he knows what winning is like i mean nine of the 15 seasons there in new orleans they had 10 plus wins i mean that's legit you know what I mean? That is winning week in and week out. And we talked about it before. Like when you have a guy like Peyton Manning, you just show up and you expect to win. I mean, it, it's not quite to that same level, but it, it's kind of like that where you're like, we're going to never be out coached. You know, we're going to come in ready to go. That, that's a mentality of the team, you know? And uh, I just think that when you have a guy like Sean Payton, you, you, the, the whole expectations and mentality, everything just sh- shifts. Yeah, I mean, you've heard Bill Belichick talk before about how Sean Payton's one of the top offensive minds ever because he gets on the field, they identify quickly how to attack your weaknesses, and then they go. And as a defense, it's hard to stop. And you're right, as an experienced head coach, you don't have to worry about any of these, uh, you know, these learning curves, these speed bumps that we've seen happen around here again and again over the last few years. And I, I think you also know, Phil, and we'll get into Russ a little bit, but if something isn't working here, I think you're going to know it's not Sean Payton yeah, because exactly. Sean Payton has shown, Hey, I can win and I can win in different stretches. We remember the coach of the year in new Orleans getting to the NFC title game. You remember the super bowl. And then there was a stretch where I think the saints went seven and nine, uh, four consecutive years. Sean was the coach for three of those years. And then they rebounded and I think won 11 consecutive games, at least four more years in a row. I mean, they, he showed that kind of with two completely different teams, quarterback was the same, but otherwise two completely different rosters that he's able to build a winner. And so in Denver, if something's not working in terms of, you know, uh, players or, um, you know, just being able to stack wins or compete against the chiefs, you now know, Hey, we've got the head coach taken care of. You don't have to worry about this guy. You know that he's the right answer and, and listen, that doesn't mean he's immune to criticism. I'm sure there'll be times where a, a, a play call here or a, a game management decision here is questioned. But I think by and large, like you said, you know Sean Payton is going to deliver at the highest level. And so now you can begin to evaluate around him. Okay, well, what are the other pieces we need to fix? And I think previously here, part of the problem, Phil, has been you don't know what the problem is. Just, you know, is it the coach? Is it who's at quarterback? And I'm not speaking just about last year. I'm speaking about the last seven years. Is it the coach? Is it the quarterback? Is it exactly. uh, the defense? Is it, you know, player evaluation? All these things. You, you couldn't quite, in my mind, identify what the issue was. And now I think, like you mentioned, you're slowly removing areas where that could be the issue. And that's going to help you in the long term. And, and Phil, I am a huge fan of Gary Kubiak. I am a, a big, big fan. One of my favorite people. You love him. Just yeah, say he's, it. I love that guy. But I would also say that um, Gary Kubiak's probably not a Hall of Fame coach. So I think you're looking at a guy in Sean Payton who is the, the best coach who's been with the Broncos since Mike Shanahan walked out the door. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly the most uh, accomplished. Yeah. And so to have, I mean, you think about what's worked here. Yeah. You think about Mike Shanahan. You think about Gary Kubiak coming in and having that magical 2015 season. Sean Payton is, is in that discussion yeah. and so to have a guy like that uh, means a great deal and look like his uh 
like over you look over the course of his uh, coaching career in the NFL. I mean, he starts out in Philadelphia. He's under Ray Rhodes and uh, John Gruden there. Then he goes to uh, the Giants. He's the offensive coordinator there with uh, Jim Fossil. That team has a lot of success. They go to he goes to Dallas. He learns under Bill Parcells. Like he's coached with a lot of accomplished coaches in this league, and uh, just that wealth of experience, he's bringing that all here to Denver now. And I'm sure that uh, taking the year off last year, he was able to uh, view the game from a different lens, and maybe he, he gained some knowledge even from that too, just like seeing how uh, the rest of the league, he, he's able to watch a lot more this way, I think. And uh, he should come in re-energized and ready to rock here. I mean, uh, a, a lot of these guys can get burnt out just because of the hours that it takes and the grind. I mean, uh, by all accounts, Sean Payton is a grinder. I mean, he's going to come in here and get to work. He puts in the hours. I mean, that's uh, sort of his reputation here. After 15 years, you can understand maybe, hey, there's some burnout there, you know, where you're like, I got to. I got to step away for a second here, but you miss that itch, I would assume. And I bet he'll talk about that when he's introduced and uh, we hear from him for the first time. I bet you that he's going to say, look, I wanted that itch, but I, I needed to scratch that. And uh, now he's going to come in motivated and ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there are things you talk about him being in this league and working with all these different people. You don't have to worry about when, you know, the Broncos last year, we're in week six or week seven and Russ puts a wristband on and people are like, why hasn't he worn a wristband? And the answer was like, oh, well, we, we were looking around and trying to figure out things to do to help. Sean Payton's not going to need to look around yeah. for six weeks of the regular season and figure it out. He's going to know going in. Um, and, and I would say, Phil, with Russ, one of the things that surprised me a little bit was that I expected when Sean Payton was announced as head coach that the reaction from national media members would be a little bit subdued and that people would say, oh, well, you know, he's got to, Russell has to be better for this to work. Overwhelmingly, the response has been, this is great news for Russell Wilson. This is a home run hire. Uh, Sean, you know, the Broncos are huge winners in this trade because they view Sean Payton as the person that can make Russell Wilson and get him back to Russell Wilson, even some people that have been very critical of the Broncos and Russell Wilson at times have said Sean Payton's going to put together things. And, and Phil, we saw earlier in the year, he said, I'm going to look at 20 plays of what he does best in the red zone, 20 plays that he does best on third down. I'm going to make sure those things are built into my offense. Um, and so I, from that standpoint, that leads me to believe that he can have a really quick impact here. And, and you know, like I said before, there were only a couple of coaches that I thought could do that immediately, but because he can build an offense quickly, that's going to highlight the strengths of Russell Wilson and then install that culture that you're talking about. Uh, I think you could be looking at a pretty quick turnaround here. Yeah, I think so too, because when you talk about like what happened last year, it, it kept feeling like there was a lot of change. Like this isn't working. We're going to change. This isn't work. The clock management, we're bringing in Rossberg. This isn't work. We're going to change this. We're going to change play callers. We're bringing in the wristband. We're doing this. Everything always felt like um, this didn't work. So we got to change. And there was like a lot of moving pieces all the time. It felt like last year. Whereas I feel like with Sean Payton, there's going to be a little bit more consistency. And I think that's necessary to, to win uh, in this league. You just got to be able to, know what you're doing and um 
you talk about Gary Kubiak. I mean, everybody looks to the Super Bowl season, but in 2016, I mean, you lose a Hall of Famer generational talent like Peyton Manning, and you insert Trevor Simeon into that spot. That team was still competitive. Yeah, they went nine I mean, and seven. Yeah, almost made the playoffs. And, and to me, obviously, that defense was tremendous. Yep. But but having that leader, uh, Gary Kubiak. There's just sort of a steady hand there where the mentality didn't change, you know, even though Peyton Manning wasn't there. Now, they didn't go on and win a Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs, but they were right there. And and that was still a pretty good team. And, and the discipline and the identity was still there. And so I think that um, you look at this Broncos roster and you're like, okay, there's definitely some areas that need to get addressed this off season. And maybe that's a multiple year sort of situation just to get to the talent level up to where it needs to be. But immediately the mindset's going to change and the discipline is going to be there and the, the mentality, you know, when I think about those saints teams, man, they played hard. It looked like they were having a lot of fun, you know, like those post game locker rooms, like were crazy. Sean Payton's like dancing with those guys. And when you talk about the players who played for Gary Kubiak, they're like, I would do anything for that man. You would even do anything. Of course Eric. I would. I mean, you would run through some brick walls for him. Multiple, multiple brick walls. Like well, how many, like four or five, six, six, six brick walls. Yeah. So I think that you have to have that. And that's one thing that, I mean, we keep picking on Hackett here, but I don't mean to do that, but it's just that this is what happened this, last year. Yeah, this is the most recent um, evidence. The most recent have. thing. I do think that guys liked playing for Hackett, but maybe that discipline or like that balance wasn't necessarily there. I think Sean Payne's going to be able to strike that perfectly. Like he's going to be able to press all the right buttons. He's going to be able to motivate these guys. They're going to know the expectations. They're going to know the standard and it's just going to be completely different. I mean, uh, so used to first time head coaches coming in here and having those growing pains and learning and stuff. It's just not only is he an experienced coach, but he's done it at the highest level for a long time. And, and I think that Sean Payton was the number one coaching candidate out there. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy. I mean, a lot of reports said the Broncos were very interested in Harbaugh, which makes sense. But I think that just in terms of the candidates that were floating around. He's the only one that's won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah. So, um, Phil, there, there's two things there that you said that I stood out to me. One about him getting his guys here. Um, I do think, you know, I'll be interested to see uh, when there's finally a press conference here who has final roster control between Sean Payton and George Payton? Yeah. Is that a collaborative thing? Um, obviously there's going to be times where there's disagreements and someone's going to have to make the final call of, you know, do we make this trade? Do we keep this guy on the roster? Those sorts of things. But I would expect, and I'll be interested to see, you know, how much of an impact Sean Payton has just in terms of you think of new Orleans. And I, I think these big bodied receivers, um, incredible talents on the outside, and then I also think of in the backfield, of course, you know, an Alvin Kamara, a, a versatile guy that can do a lot of different things. And it's easy to say, of course, go get an Alvin Kamara, go get a Michael Thomas, uh, uh, Marcus Colston, you know. But they identified those guys. But, right, but they found them. They yeah. drafted. I believe Alvin Kamara is a third round pick. Yeah. Right? I mean, these aren't like uh, top five, top 10 picks. Right. And they're, so they're, they're finding these guys that are then uh, top of the line, all pro talent. I think. In 2019, I believe, the Saints had 11 pro bowlers. I mean, that, that should give you the, an idea of the type of talent that Sean Payton brought 
to that roster. Um, so I'll be really interested to see how quickly they can get some of that offensive talent. Those, you know, Phil, we talked all last year. The Broncos need a, a game breaker, somebody that if you're an opposing defense, you're afraid of these guys. And you're saying, how do we stop this guy? And there's a lot of teams around the league. The Raiders have Devontae Adams. The Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. I mean, you look around the league and a lot of teams have these guys. I don't know that the Broncos had that for all of this year. Jerry Judy, I think, got closer toward the end of the year. But so, so I'll be interested to see, one, how quickly can you get those guys in there? Two, what sort of resources are still devoted to the defense? Because the Saints had some really quality players on defense. But, Jordan. But the results were not always there. And so that's where, you know, if you can get in a Jiro Evero to stay and be your defensive coordinator, if that's the direction they want to go, that would be uh, really, really important. So that, that stands out to me. And then also you mentioned hey, he comes in here, demands respect, demands accountability. I also think you know, the players are going to buy in because he's had success, but it's the same thing with Russell Wilson, right? You've got to do it again here because if you come in and you start 0-3 or 0-4 or things don't go so well, you're going to have to earn that trust back the same way that I think Russ probably a little bit has to earn back the, I don't want to say the respect, but just kind of that reputation of being a top guy. So that's just, you know, we're, we're really excited here. I think this is a great news for the organization. You still got to go out and work every day and prove it every day. I think Sean Payne's going to help them do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've all learned a lesson from Russell Wilson last off season where the hype train took off. Yep. I mean, uh, a lot of people this week have been pointing out to, uh, we were in the back. We were just, we were putting, we were the, putting coal the coal in the in engine. There. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people this week pointed to uh, Russ wearing those cleats saying, hey, the fourth Lombardi's come in. You know, there was just a lot. Of, uh, Russ didn't shy away from saying, I'm here to win Super Bowls. I want to win multiple Super Bowls. Like, uh, that that train was cooking. And I think that we all learned uh, from that, just like, hey, we need to see it. We need to just sort of uh, take it day by day here. All the cliche stuff, you know, hey, let's just take it easy see what happens here and see how everything comes together. But I do think that there's a, a, a significant reason to be excited. Yeah. And, and listen, I, in terms of the Super Bowl talk and all that, I'll be interested to see, does Sean Payton mention winning world championships? I, I yeah. would think so. Cause that's still the goal. The standard. You, I think you mentioned the standard, but, but say, look, it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. I think but, you got to balance it. But I do think in, just in terms of the Russ, this organization had been, down for so long that, that I think excitement was I think people you know they they wanted anything to buy into and so it kind of makes sense that it it took off a little bit and listen it's still okay to be excited it's okay to be fired up when training camp gets here it's okay to you know be excited about how Javante Williams or how Jerry Judy yeah. is going to look in this offense how Russell Wilson can he rebound but I you know again hey let's take it one week at a time Week one, whoever that ends up being, uh, let's focus on that instead of hoisting a Lombardi yeah. in February of 2024. Yeah. But, Phil, I, in, you know, we talk about the short term in terms of, you know, what what's realistic this year. In my mind, I, I do still think that a winning record, uh, you know, competing for a playoff berth should be, that should be the, standard. The, the expectation this year. And then you get in the playoffs and you see, hey, can we make a little bit of a run here? Um when you look longer term, you know, we talked about, hey, when Russ came here, for this to be a, a successful trade, I think we both agreed that you probably need to win a world championship. Yeah. Or at the very least, get yeah, to a Super to, Bowl. 
I think that that's what you want um, with Sean. Here, let's uh, let's talk about Russ in just a second, and then the long term in just a second. I did want to make one point just uh, about what you were saying with the uh, roster decision. You might is that yeah, okay? Yeah, 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 of course. A bit? I would imagine that in most organizations, they're at the end of the, the you know when it what is it something hits the, the rubber meets the road. Yeah, or like there's a, something hits the bill or something. Mm, in the buck. The, the buck stops where the buck stops. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something yeah, like something. that. There's one Listen, guy. There. Listener, just kind of imagine what yeah. you think it might you be. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. When if something meets the road, what, what did you rubber say? Rubber meets, meets the, the road. road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. That too. Um, I do think that I would have a hard time imagining that's not Sean Payton. Just a, a, with uh, the resources that they're they've devoted to getting him. Uh, I do, I do imagine that that would be Sean. And and I do think that they'll let George do the GMing. He'll do all the G, nice some nice GMing there. But then if there is a, a time where there there needs to be a discussion between those two, I think the guys, it's going to be Sean. I mean, we'll have to find out for sure, and I'm just speculating here, but I, I would imagine it's Sean. And it's, you know, I do think you can argue that he's earned that. Yeah. I mean, he's built a winner. Uh, obviously the structure for people who are not aware in New Orleans, Mickey Loomis is a GM, but Sean Payton was the guy that was making those decisions and yeah. built those teams. And so, listen, it's important to have a great partnership, and I'm sure George Payton will still be an integral part of it. But if if it is Sean Payton who's making that final decision, he's got the track record to show, hey, he deserves that. Yeah. A- and at the end of the day, the players need to fit what Sean wants to do. Yep. You know what I mean? And so you got to be like, hey, I need a big body wide receiver to do this for, for me to be able to win. So we need that. And so you just do that. You know what I mean? So and I, I would say one more thing on the evaluation. It's possible to be a really, really good coach and not be so good at the drafting. Yeah, that's why. Bill yes. Belichick, for example, probably the I mean, he's just the greatest head coach in NFL history. Yes. Most accomplished. He has not been a great drafter at yeah. times, especially at, like the wide receiver position. They've really yeah. struggled there. Yep. And so if you can, you know, a guy like Sean Payton, you're never going to be a hundred percent, but a guy who's been able to identify talent, not in the first round, that's really elite talent and also coach, man, that's a, that's a yeah. complete package there. It's in a terms football of, mind. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. But I would say the job of GM, there's a lot that goes into that day-to-day where you're doing. It's impossible to do both at an extremely high level in terms of the day-to-day. Yes. You can't. I mean, it's just too much. So I do think that there's a lot for George. And George has proven to be an excellent talent evaluator. You're not going to hit... 100% 100% of the time. Nope. But he's proven himself to be a, a talent, a talented talent evaluator. Very talented. A lot of talent. talent evaluator. I mean, I'm sure talent. Sean Payton loves walking in here to an all-pro cornerback in Pat Sertan. Yeah. Or a really good rookie, or excuse me, young running back in Javante Williams. Yeah. Or having, I mean, man, think of what Jerry Judy's going to be able to do in this offense. Oh, my goodness. Do you think Holy he'll be like a Colson? I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're still kind of early in this process. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interested to go back and do some more thorough evaluation of what what things looked like early because i mean the first half of peyton's career in new orleans they threw the ball more than anybody in the entire league yeah and they were just hurling it all over the place and then later they kind of took a more balanced approach and ran the football a lot more obviously having a guy like kamara that you can target out of the backfield changes that but i mean even with i think that last season in new orleans where i think they, they missed the Taysom playoffs, Hill. but you're using Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, 
they still finished 19th in the league in scoring. Yeah. Which is not like incredible, right. but how the Broncos would, yeah. I think, <laughs> sign up for that in a second. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to use these guys. And so I do think that the great thing about Sean Payton is that he's not going to come in here and say, this is the way I've always done it. We're going to fit the players to this scheme. He is, he has such a great offensive mind that he's going to be able to find the best possible way to, and it might be, you know, I've heard he has kind of like this offshoot of the West coast system, but he's going to be able to do things that, that work for Russ. Yeah. Let's get into that with him and Russ a little bit here. I, Obviously, Russell Wilson spoke very highly of Champagne after that Chargers game, said that he's a, a world-class coach, you know, I mean, uh, that he's done it at, at the top of the top, you know, that he's gotten the most out of these guys. And we've also heard that Russell Wilson uh, likes to watch a lot of tape of Drew Brees. Those two have become close friends uh, during their times at Pro Bowls and all that kind of stuff. Um what do you think about this relationship, how it's going to be moving forward? Because I imagine that during the interview process here with Sean Payton, the topic of Russell Wilson must have come up a lot. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's your guy right now, certainly for, for 2023. And everyone's kind of talking about, hey, how do you get out of this moving forward or what are the options? The Broncos want Russell Wilson to be here long term. I mean, that, yeah. let's be clear about that. This is not like a... Let's just get through this year and then figure no. it out. Broncos want him to be here. They still view him as the long-term solution at quarterback. He, we, he's had one down year, but otherwise has played at a really high level. Um, you know, I don't know that he's going to play at, be back at a top two or three guy, but certainly top 10, I think is highly attainable. So yeah, I'm sure Russ is um, the way you work Russ in is important on the field, just in terms of how do you get the most out of him? How do you use his legs? How do you make sure that we're running, uh, you know, passing patterns that work for Russ? Uh, how do you get him outside of the pocket? All those things to make him more efficient on the field. How do we make this happen more quickly? Listen, the Seattle changed offensive coordinators, and we never saw the sort of growing pains that we did here last year. And so that gives me some hope that this can translate quickly on the field. So that all stands out to me on the field. And then of course there's the natural off the field stuff, you know, Hey, the, the office, you know, the, the special privileges that Russ may or may not have. I mean, those things to me are interesting. How does Sean Payton um, set those boundaries? Phil, again, we don't want to kind of take shots here or, or be negative, but I think it, even if, you know, people are like, we need the Broncos need a coach that's going to come in here and just lay down the law to Russ and tell him how it is. That's one way to do it. You also can view Russ as a partner and say, hey, we're going to hold each other to a, a mutual, you know, a, a required level of respect and, and boundaries and those sorts of things. I, I think part of the issue last year was that the coaching staff came in and was like, oh my gosh, we got Russell Wilson. And it, it wasn't even a partnership. It was more of like a, let's just, let's, do whatever this guy wants to do. And so even if it's just, even if you increase that to, hey, there's a mutual respect between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson understands that Sean Payton's going to push him hard to be better. That in my mind is enough. You don't have to come in here and scream and yell and be like, you know, you don't get to do anything or you don't get to be involved with any parts of the game plan. That to me is a step too far. Let's just establish some good mutual respect where this is you're going to understand this is a partnership you're going to you're going to get pushed to be better which is what russ wants um but i think part of the issue last year was just 
even that was never established. And so, Phil, there's there's guys across the league. You know, this office has become a big thing. Philip Rivers had an office in Indianapolis. Peyton Manning here, it's my understanding that, you know, it wasn't an office per se, but he'd watch film in the quarterback room, and there are times where he'd want to just do that by himself. Yeah, I think that the issue that a lot of people make with the office is that Russ became a little secluded from the rest of the team and that, like, he wasn't able to really connect with the guys. That's sort of like the national sort of like uh, perspective on that is that, hey, Russ was just like a little aloof and like uh, didn't never really connected. But I think you saw at the end of the year when guys like Jerry and the whole wide receiving room like really stepped up and went on the social media. I, I don't think that necessarily was the case. And it, I, I can tell you just being in the locker room every day that especially toward the end of the year, the midway point, uh, Russ spent more and more time in the locker room. He started showing up. Not that he didn't initially, but it was showing up to more and more community events for guys. Yeah, like more, uh, other te- like teammates as events. Yeah, and yeah. so that to me shows that that there's already an understanding there. If you need to be a little bit more involved in what the team is doing, and, and can't yeah. always listen. There are going to be times when Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or you know, I just mentioned Philip Rivers, you're going to retreat and do extra work on your that's own. That's what I'm saying. Like the quarterback has to put in more time with film study. Right. I mean, that's just. It's the most cognitive position on the field. And so if it's an office, if it's alone in the quarterback room and everyone yep. else has gone home, I that don't, I don't really care. I think I saw with my eyes a uh, concerted effort from Russ later in the year to be more involved. And so I'm not yep. as worried about that. But, again, I do think Sean Payton will come in here and set a standard for the entire team. Yeah of what needs to happen, what expectations are for people. And I think that you saw that in New Orleans when those guys, that seemed like a close-knit team, you know, yeah. just the way that they celebrated together. Uh, obviously, winning helps with that, you know what I mean? But building that culture, that's a big part of it. And, and doing that with Russ, that's a big part of it. So I do think that him coming in, setting those standards, working with Russ, those guys, they know each other. I mean, uh, for Russ to come out and speak that highly about Sean, we heard reports that he reached out to Sean Payton during this process. Those things, I think there's a mutual respect there. Sean, I don't think, would jump at this job the way he did if he didn't think there was a, a, a possibility to win with Russ. So I think that uh, the relationship part of that, I imagine that'll be pretty solid uh, from day one here. So Yeah, and I mean, Russ in year one worked with three different play callers. Yeah. They're, again, things just change so much. You're going to come, Sean Payton's going to come here and there's going to be instant, uh, I would imagine instant, um, expression of here's what the standard is. Here's how we're going to do things. We're going to build this offense, but you know, I would imagine Sean Payton is going to call plays the way he's yep. always done. And so Russell Wilson's not going to have to worry if there's a, a stretch of a few weeks where things don't go well for this team. Hey, are they going to change play callers? What's going exactly. on here? Exactly. You know, no, this is how we do things because it works. Yeah. Just that stability, I think, is just so yeah, huge. Of course. I mean, I think it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, in terms of what it looks like on the field, there might be some people who say, like, well, uh, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, maybe they have similar statures, but their games are totally different. I don't know how this is going to work. I-, I think that the important thing to remember is that they did that with Drew because that's what gave them the best chance to win with Drew. Yeah. That's why they did that, yep. you know, and so that doesn't mean that this is what it you just swap Drew, put in Russ, and that's what it is. They're going to do what gives them the best chance to win with Russ. 
you know, and I'm assuming that one of the early priorities for Sean is going to be, let me watch everything on Russ. Yep. Let me figure out what's going on here and then we'll design this thing. And uh, from people that I talk to, Eric, it seems that like what makes Sean such a talented offensive mind is that he could just scheme the heck out of a game plan. Yeah, of course. And he does a lot of different things that look very similar, but the, the design is like the design looks similar, but the play is much different and it changes from week to week is what I hear is that this is the game plan. That's going to be best against the chiefs. Then it could look completely different because you're facing the chargers. Then it looks completely different because you're facing the Raiders. Like it's going to change from week to week. And that makes it really hard to defend. Yeah. And listen, the Shanahan type system that this is what we said the same things going in the last year. I think the difference is, is that you've got a resume here where it's not just, we're not just speculating of what could this look like? Uh, Is he going to have success? No, we've seen Sean Payton have success for a long time for more than a decade. I think 14 of the 15 years they're in the top 10 in offense. It was only that last year where they dipped below. And even that year, like I said, 19th in scoring. And so there's been sustained success here um, that I think is really encouraging. I don't, you don't have to project again, you know what you're going to get, but I'm not, I'm not saying the Broncos are going to go, you know, 13 and four and win the division. And and I'm not going to make those projections this year, but what I will say is I'll be really surprised if the offense is not significantly better, significantly faster. And so I'm not, I don't think it's going to be like we're in week 13 and we're like, oh, great, the Broncos have a chance to score 24 for the second week in a row. No, I think early in the year, and that doesn't mean week one necessarily, though I think it certainly could, that you're going to have a chance to be much better yeah. offensively. And and just from an overarching standpoint, you know, I think the Broncos have at, at worst the second best coach in the division now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're trying to compare him to um, Staley, uh, Josh McDaniels, and Andy Reid. Yeah. So, I mean, Andy Reid obviously is probably, other than Belichick, he might be the top coach in the league, right? Yeah, but I think people so, view, like, I think people view Sean Payton, Sean Payton that in that category. Yeah. Like, if you're talking uh, about the best coaches in the league from, not from a, a motivational, but just from a, a, a mind, an offensive yes. mind, yeah, you think I, about Andy Reid. You think about Sean Payton. I mean, those yes. those are the guys. Uh, I think that uh, the other thing, like you talk about uh, what we were talking about with Hackett coming in last year, it's like uh, I think some of the question marks around Hackett were, okay, he did this with Rodgers, but he wasn't calling the plays. Yeah. And so there was like some of the – there was just like some doubt there. Or you're like, okay, well, the biggest success that he's had was like with Blake Bortles like in Jacksonville. Yeah. Those doubts are gone. Yeah, you know course. what I mean? Like you're talking about the guy who did it. Yeah. Now, I think the one thing you could say about Sean is like, okay, well, he did it with Drew Brees. I mean, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But I would say that Drew wasn't that before him. Of course. And, and I would he also was, say, he was He was a good player. He was good, but he wasn't Drew Brees. No, like the and Drew there Brees were a lot of questions about Drew Brees. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is that, you know, like Sean Payton uh, was one of the biggest factors in Tony Romo becoming Tony Romo. Do you know what they I mean? Found so, him. like, he found him. Obviously, the Eastern Illinois connection there. But, like, found him, developed him, and then p- made it so he got into the lineup. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, And Tony's not a Hall of Famer, but he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that Peyton Manning-Tony Romo 2013 game. They were going back and forth. Yeah. He was going back and forth with Peyton 
at the peak of his powers. You like that? Peak of his powers. Peak of his powers. Oh. That's pretty good. That's really nice. Um, so, and I also think that uh, he's going to come in here and be like, how many times last year were we like, gosh, Jerry Judy needs more targets? Like we you said that every week. I mean, both you and I agreed that like he needs at least like 20 targets. Yeah. You know, we were both saying that. Um, but I do think that you're, you're going to see him come in here and be like, I've got a guy like Jerry Judy. I'm going to make it so that he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. I think he's going to be, he does. This is what Sean Payton does. He's going to be able to take a weapon like Greg Dulcich and be like, I'm going to utilize Dulcich. Got it. He's going to take him and make him one of the best tight ends in the league. I have no doubt about that. I mean, think about how they use Jimmy Graham uh, in New Orleans. There's no reason why Greg Dulcich can't become somebody like that. So I, I just think that I just think that he is the kind of a mind that says, I've got a player here, and I'm going to make it that he wins games for us. Like, I think about that Alvin Kamara game. Then he scored like six touchdowns in a game. He's a good player. How many targets do you think he got to have 40, six touchdowns? Yeah. So I'm just like, I think about things like that, and I'm like, huh. underutilized talent maybe in Denver here that they'll be able to be like, we're going to game plan this so that Jerry Judy is going to have a monster game. Yeah. You know, we, we think about Sean Payton, you think about skill players a lot. He's also built an offensive line there. You know, that's got to be pri- a huge priority. That's got to be a huge priority here. He knew how to identify Ryan Ramchek in 2017, a really good player now. Did at right tackle. He took Garrett Bowles. Yeah. And Garrett Bowles has turned out to be a, a good player. Yes, of course. But, but uh, you know, Ryan Ramchek's probably a really good player. He hit faster than Garrett. Yes, correct. I think that that's safe. Yeah, that's safe to say. Um, so that's, I think that's a big part of it too, is building that offensive line. So I, I will say one more thing about Russ is, uh, I have confidence that Russ is going to play better this year under Sean. And again, I don't know if that means he's a top three quarterback in the league. I don't know if he's going to get back to a pro bowl next year. I, I, I don't know. But w- what I will say is that you're also going to have some clarity here where that if things go poorly again this year, you're now going to know that th- this isn't Sean Payton. This is not Sean Payton. Yeah. And so you're going to know, Hey, is this a Russ issue or not? And the Broncos have firmly stated that they believe that Russ is, quote, fixable in their words. Um, but we're going to know, know one way or another. Yeah. And that, to me, is also valuable in terms of, you know, if you bring in uh, D'Amico Ryans and he brings in an offensive coordinator with him, who knows if it works? I, I think in the same way, if it had been Jim Harbaugh and he brought in an, an OC, you know, who knows? You're going to know. Yes. You're going to know. And it, yes. in terms of the long-term future, that's really helpful to know. And, and I personally do think it's going to work with Russ and that you're yeah. going to see him be here for several more years and you're going to be competing for playoff berths and, and hopefully a, a Super Bowl at some point. But you're going to know. Uh, let me ask you this, Eric. When you watch the games like last weekend and you see the quarterback play that it takes to get to where the Broncos want to get to, yep. Do you could you envision Russ still playing at that level? I can. Yeah, so can I. I think that we saw some of that at the end of last year. You know, uh, those last couple of weeks where he was using his legs, he was running around, he was making plays, he was able to throw the ball down the field. There's still that zip on his uh, on his long ball. I mean, like uh, he can still play at that level. He did it at times last year, and I think that one of the things that Champagne's going to have to do is we need this all the time. 
And so I think that that's going to be the task is let's, how do we get this out of rust all the time, starting week one, more and more out of this, keep them healthy. You, you mentioned the offensive line. I mean, there was a lot of times last year where Russ was really banged up. He, he missed a couple of games there. But aside from that, I think he was playing with a lot last year too. keep him healthy, but also do what Russ does well. That's getting out of the pocket. That's creating the second play within the play. You know, that's dancing around a little bit back there. That's what I see last week. You know, last weekend you see these guys going back and forth, creating plays. You know, I can see Russ still doing that. Yeah, and I would say two things. One, the more you're in the playoffs, the better chance you have to win a Super Bowl, right? Because yeah, of course. to some degree, there's just an element of randomness with the playoffs. Hey, yes. who has their best stuff that day? How do the matchups work? Are you like the Eagles where you get a little bit of a – you get a nice path to the Super Bowl? Home field. You know, home field, but also you're playing uh, Christian McCaffrey, a quarterback, or you're you know, you're know playing <laughs> yes. the Giants who you're just better than. Um, so, so that's part of it is one, can you get there enough that you've got more chances – um, unless you're Brady, you're not going to just win every other, always, yeah, every Mahomes. time. Mahomes so, only has one right now, and I hope yeah, it but stays. He's always in the hope playoffs. It stays. He's always in the championship game. That's true. That's. I was trying to make a point to your point that you just got to be only in one. the mix. You got to be in the mix, to win, to, win to win it. So he's been in the mix a lot, but he's only won one of those. Yeah. Hopefully, it stays that way. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, please. Whereas Brady is an Eagles podcast. Brady's always, for the next Brady's always in the mix, and he also always wins. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the difference. There's a difference. The, the second thing I would say about the playoffs are that games tend to get a little bit low scoring. Yeah, you don't have that to. You don't have to. You don't you know? have to put up 40 points. You need your quarterback to just make a Execute. big to make a big play in a big moment. And when I watched that, I could see Russ doing that. Yep. And so, yeah, I fully believe that in those big moments, and that doesn't mean he's going to throw for 45 touchdowns and be the MVP. But in those moments, he's more than good enough to still get yeah. it done. I mean, uh, we saw glimpses of some of that magic. Yeah. I call that magic. Yeah. And I think that, I think he can still do that. I, I do too. So, so I think that that notion of like, oh, it's not the same rust, you know, the Seattle rust was a different, I know, nah, I think that he's still there. You just need that consistent coaching and that, that relationship with, with an offensive mind like Sean Payton. So uh, I, I do expect this offense to take a step. Yeah, me too. So uh, let's get to our final point here, Eric, and that's just the long-term goals here with, with Sean Payton because I do think that there's this sort of this mindset that like, okay, you got to fix Russ, right? And that, that's what this head coach needs to do. But I also think that bringing in a guy like Sean Payton, like he's going to be the guy long-term here now. And so what's this long-term vision look like to you? What are some of the goals that you think need to – be put in place for this to be a successful hire. Yeah, you got to beat the Chiefs. I think it starts there. That's more short term, maybe, but that you got to make that a rivalry again. Um, yep. And it, listen, it's never going to be easy because you've got one of the better quarterbacks of all time in your division. And we've seen, you know, the the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bills. They did whatever they could for a long time, and it didn't matter when Brady was in New England. And you saw the Texans and the Titans and the Jaguars do whatever they wanted for a long time, and it didn't matter when Peyton was in. Indianapolis the same way when John you know was here and so there, there's part of that of hey even if you're really good you may, you can't expect to win the division every single year here I would be really surprised if you go on a stretch where you win five division titles in a row just because of how good the Chiefs are with Mahomes um, Chargers obviously getting better some back and Herbert. forth would just be nice yeah some back and forth so, so that's part of it hey can you win a division title and get some home field games <laughs> in the playoffs because if you're going to win a Super Bowl Phil it's going to be hard to go on the road three times and win. So that means you got to win the division at some point to give yourself 
a good chance. Even then, like you look at what the Bengals had to go through. I mean, they played the Ravens at home. That was tough. Then they had to go to Buffalo and then to Kansas City. I mean, they won the division and it was still brutal. You know, yeah. like that path is just tough. But if you win but, the AFC West, you're probably going to be a higher seed just because the, yeah. the record it's going to require is going to be high, I would think. But some people knock the Broncos job just because you think about the division, you know, and you're yeah. like, okay, you got to you got to deal with Mahomes twice. You got to deal with Herbert twice. But I think that Sean is the kind of guy who's going to embrace that challenge. That's what you're here to do. And, you know, play the best. I, the first two years of Brady's career in Tampa, when they were, when they won the Super Bowl in 2020, the Saints were 4-0 and against them. Yeah. The Buccaneers did not beat the Saints. Yes. They were crushing everybody else and couldn't beat New Orleans. Yeah. And so he knows how to to slow these guys down. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So division's up there. Just I think that's got to be a, a step. Obviously. You think they'll have the Win the West t-shirts or no? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the so. t-shirts. I don't think so. We'll see. That strike me as no, maybe a Win the West so. wiser. Oh, that could be nice. Be nice. Um, Phil, I, I would say the other thing is that yeah, at some point, I think your hope is that you get to a Super Bowl, you win a Super Bowl. Um, that would make Sean Payton the first coach to ever win a Super Bowl with two different teams. So you'd be you'd be making history. The Broncos did it with Manning. Of course. They could do it with the coach. Do it with the coach. Yeah. Um, and then long-term, I just see two paths. One, and I think the more desirable path, obviously, is for Russ to work out. Yep. And then you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback playing at, like, imagine what, what would happen if this year Sean Payton does get Russ back to a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Then you're like, hey, we're in great shape because we got a Hall of Fame quarterback under contract for the next five years, yep. and, and you or whatever it is. And yep. then you can say, hey, we're, we're all set we're to there. compete here for the next half decade. We've got yep. a window here. It's back. Or the other, the other path is, hey, Sean can find somebody else, and you trust him, whether it's a young guy that you draft whether it's another trade, whether it's a free agent or whatever, you trust him to find another option and proceed down that route. You're, you're right. If it doesn't end up working with Russ, um, Sean's going to so, have a chance and probably multiple chances to get it right. Yeah. Um, and so the, the long-term path for this organization kind of varies depending on what um, what happens at the quarterback position. But imagine if it does work with Russ because yeah. then you are just set up for success. Yep. You've got your coach. You've got your quarterback. Let's go to work. Yeah. I mean, that was sort of like the breeze when like breeze was heading to Miami. You know what I mean? With Nick Saban was there and it's, and they said, no, like Miami said no to drew. And then he ended up going to New Orleans and obviously all the success there. So like, even like when Sean first started to work with drew, there were these same questions about him at that point. So, uh, yeah, imagine if it works, it could be a really a bright deal. Uh, and I also think that the other option there, that's why it was important to get somebody like Sean Payton in here where now you're going to know definitely a hundred percent with Russ, you know? So at the end of this year, you're going to know one way or another, the direction this franchise is going to take. Whereas if you didn't have someone like Sean, those questions about Russ could continue. Yep. You know, what if the Broncos go like eight and nine, Russ like had a fine season. That's kind of like the worst spot to be in, right? Where you were like, did fine. Russ played like, okay. And you just had to go into the next year being like in that middle level. Yep. You don't want to be there. So I think with a guy like Sean Payton, you're not going to live in that middle for, for long, if ever. Yeah, you know, you're you're going to know you're going to know the direction of the franchise, and I think that 
that that is a good way to look at two paths here because I do think either way Sean is going to be a long-term thing here as long as he wants to coach I imagine right. you know so um uh, I think that there's a lot of reason to be excited um and uh you're just going to have a guy who's a, a certainty here leading the way for the Broncos and uh having that coach changes a lot it, it, it is the uh the t- rising tide that lifts all boats. Nicely done. Did That's I say that right? I think so. I think uh, so. Sean Payne is 59. So, I mean, he could be here 59. a decade if, yeah. if it all goes well. And, and you just hope that that fire is still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think he'd ba- jump back in like this unless it was. Right. You know, um, sometimes a year away, it changes a lot here. So An apple a year makes... No, no, no. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm. What does an apple a year do? Not that doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. That's not very good for you. Huh. Uh, another thing about Sean is um, the staff that he brings in here, Eric. Uh, I imagine that a guy who's been in the league a long time is going to be able to bring in a, a top-notch staff. Whereas if you're talking about first-timers, that sort of was been the big question mark is like, okay, what's the staff going to look like? And like certainly with Vance and with Vic, there was a lot of holdovers from Gary Kubiak's staff that were that stayed around. And Nathaniel Hackett brought in a lot of his own guys, but those were inexperienced people. Yep. And so you would imagine that a, a guy like Sean Payton, he knows so many people in this league. Uh, a lot of his coaches have gone on to be head coaches in this league. So I do think that he's going to be able to bring in a top-notch staff. Yeah, and all in all, I always like having an offensive-minded head coach because you don't lose your play caller. You don't change. I, that's you right. know, If you lose a defensive play caller, okay. You can survive that. You can survive a lot that. easier. Harder to survive an off, losing an offensive play caller. That's something that Peyton Manning has said a lot. Yeah, so I agree. I agree. Smart to agree with Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think there's a reason to be excited. Yeah, of course. You know, and I I think that um, you don't want to get your hopes up too much, but I I do think that, like, how do you view it? The difference between getting a guy like Russ in at the quarterback versus getting a guy like Sean in at the head coaching position, it feels like. Okay, you have to have the quarterback, and that can make the whole offense good. But the whole feel of the team changes now with Sean here. Like, just the way that practices are scheduled and, yeah. you know, all of this stuff is I, different. I think you ultimately need both to be successful. Like, uh, if if you had Sean Payton here but you didn't have a quarterback, I think we'd have questions about what are you going to do there. Yeah. Um, so the, the fact that you already have Russ is helpful. I, I do think – I do wonder how you would feel if this had happened in the reverse order. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. um, I think you need both to, to win at a sustained, you know, for a sustained period of time. I think there are coaches that win without a quarterback for a while, and there are quarterbacks that win without a great coach for a while. But I think ultimately to, to be at the top of the league, you need both of those yeah. things. So. Um, I mean, we'll have to see how it works out. It is interesting to think about, Phil. If you had told Broncos fans one year ago today or, yeah, even today, hey, in one year you're going to have Sean Payton and you're going to have Russell Wilson. I think people yeah, would have been like a, they would have signed up for that, I think. Yeah. And obviously you don't quite know what you're going to get out of Russ, but I think his track record still suggests that you're going to get a pretty good player under Sean Payton. Uh, and. I, one final note here, just uh, something to talk about before we get to uh, our voicemail. 
uh, what do you think this says about Broncos ownership? Uh, the way yeah. that they've gone out, the way that they've handled things since taking the reins here in Denver. I mean, they've made the the commitment to Russ, and then now they've gone out and they've got a big time coach in Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, they're just not going to sit back. I yeah. think there's a lot of ownership groups that are they want the team for the fun of it, and they're not going to um, do anything outside of that. This this ownership group has spent a good deal of money to get Russell Wilson, to get uh, Sean Payton. Um, outside of that field, to, to bring in good turf for the stadium, or excuse me, grass for the final game, just to make sure that it, it was safe and it looked nice for a final game and, and uh, that didn't really exist outside of that, to show a commitment to uh, improving and power field a mile high, to doing a uniform-related study because the fans said, hey, we want to look at new uniforms. I mean, that to me says you've got your finger on the pulse of what's important. Yeah. And, and you're you're not just saying you're going to do things. You are doing things. And so, again, you don't want an ownership group that meddles in football and says, hey, this is who you should pick. This is who uh, should start at quarterback this week. Uh, let's trade this guy or let's not trade this guy. I don't get the sense that that stuff has happened. But you want a group that's involved, that's invested, that knows um, what's going on and is willing to, to swing big. And, and they did that. Yeah, I mean, I think that one thing is clear. These guys want to win. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, I heard that Greg Penner, you know, he said this last year was this is a lot more fun when you're winning, yeah. you know, and uh, they've gone out and said, we're going to do whatever it takes to, to win, yeah. you know. And so I think that that from a fan's perspective, you're like, OK, I want the game day experience to be really great and I want to win. Yep. And that's all you want. And, and they've shown that, hey, we're, we're going to do that. Yeah. And it's easy to come in and say that they've done yeah. it so far. Yeah. And it's, a, you know, it's a continued effort. You got to keep doing it. But. They've, they've shown so far that they're going to do that. So, yeah. you know, Broncos fans, I think, should be highly encouraged by that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just would be happy. I mean, they, I think that you just got to be, you know, like, these guys are, they're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. So that's exciting. All right, Eric, uh, let's get to our voicemail here. This is from Zach with a C, our good friend. Last week, I think it was, we said, hey, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on, man? And uh, he delivered. Good afternoon. It's Zach with a C. I... You know, I'm sorry I haven't been calling in. I've been in a big argument with my 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 tax guy, saying that the cell phone needs to be uh you know comped as a work expense because you know a uh, uh, contributing member to the to the, you know basically uh, a pre R maybe R on on Twitter and you know my phone needed to be uh, a work expense. Big argument. Been trying to fight with Elon about giving me a blue check. Hasn't worked yet, but I am on it. Big arguments going on. Um, anyhow, I do. Oh, wow. Um, but I mean, maybe we don't have a coach this week. So let's talk about the Swanson contract uh, details. You know, the guy's been trying out for supervisor for like three years now. We either got to sign him to a continued uh, tryout for, you know, two or three years, or we got to give him some. Um, uh, di- direction on on how he gets to be the permanent podcast supervisor, you know. Uh, sometimes it's tough, you know. He, he comes he comes to work every day. He doesn't know if he's gonna get the job. Doesn't know if he's not gonna get the job. He gets to press the button. I'm sure it's still weighing on his on his on his conscience. You know, there not being audio on a podcast form is is a bit of a problem. But we forgive you, Swanson. Um, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Kid. Um, but. Let's talk about the Con- Swanson contract negotiations. Anyhow, guys, I love the jibber-jabber. I- honestly, I hope we don't have a coach like the rest of the season because 
the, the banter, the banter and the palaver of the, you know, first 15 minutes of the podcast has been, it's been, it's been hilarious, you know? Um, anyhow, guys, roll country. All right, Zach, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the kid, obviously. The baby in the background really, really. Sounds like my house right now. Really makes the, it made the voicemail. We need to get him uh, that blue check. Yeah. Got to work on that. Elon, let's do it. And also the phone. I mean, come on. It's a work expense. It is. It's a write-off. We need that content. It's a write-off. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a write-off. But they should just take care of it. Yeah, that's true. I don't even need to write it off. Just have it taken care of. And then Swanson. Maybe, maybe do both. Yeah. Smart. Ooh, double up. Yeah. Uh, and then the Swanson, of course, uh, he did not know that he's been traded. So yeah. For this. Sorry, Zach. We got a coach, so we got to talk about it. Um, and yeah, Swanson. I don't know. Do you think New Orleans heard about the No Audio podcast? I I think Probably that they tried not. to keep that quiet. Yeah. Kind of like the podcast. It was quiet. That it, it was quiet that time. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they didn't do all their homework on, no. on Swanson, you know. They knew about the flannels. They knew that that was going to be. Did they even watch film before they traded for him? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Zach, thank you very much. We enjoy the banter, too. Do you think Swanson will use the same uh, hand signals in New Orleans that he used to? you got to change it up. Change it up. you got to change it up. Yeah. Yeah, Because. People will know. They'll know. They'll know. Eric, uh, any shout-outs to get to here? Wow. Shout-out Sean Payton, of course. Shout-out Sean Payton, new Broncos head coach. Exciting times. Maybe he'll come on this show. Maybe. We'll have to see. We're trying. We're working hard. Yeah, we're working hard. Um, shout out Eastern Illinois. Yeah, a lot of Broncos. Like Shanahan, Sean Payton. Yeah. Some of the best talent there. comes out of Yeah, that. Tony Romo, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Shout out Liz Gerald's. Of course. Yeah. The community's community? constantly commuting. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's what you want. Yeah. Shout out Zoe. Zoe? He closed the deal, I heard. Oh, that's what I heard. He can't. They they uh, send him in. Just, yeah, he's the closer. Yeah, that's how. That's kind of how it works around here. Yeah. What kind of a outfit do you have to wear to close? Like I feel like like Ooh. a tight suit with dark sunglasses. Like you need like just yeah. that's what I envision. Yeah, I think so. Perfect hair. Yeah, like something like John Wick would wear. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm sort of thinking. That'd be nice. That's what I, I envision. So. Uh, and then Phil, shout out Greg Penner playing as we record this. The Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah. That's pretty of cool. Of course, you've played with him before, right? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I only really come in just for this podcast. He goes to your club or you go to his club? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't gotten the invite yet. Oh, so he has to come to your club yeah, all the time. Not as nice. Yeah. And then what's that like? Is there pressure on the on the number one box there? You, you know, you just got to hammer yeah. one out there. Yeah. Or what do you do? No, I just, I just try to uh, not Clear make thoughts. it too big. Clear thoughts. Have some Clear. unwavering belief that the drive is going to go straight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the hardest drive in golf is from the driving range to the number one box. Ooh. Makes you think. Yeah. Maybe if you're mentally weak. That's true. Of course, that's not something you have to deal with, you know. Yeah. I actually, I like to walk 18. Oh, really? Yeah. You yeah. feel at one with nature. You're yeah. kind of like, this is how it was meant to be. Yeah. Use some, like, cherry wood clubs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Just pure wood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Technology is not for you. No. No. Eric, I, I would also like to shout out Nikola Jokic. He had a oh, tough weekend last week. He had we should a tough be shouting weekend. out Joel Embiid. He had a tough weekend uh, last weekend, but he followed up nicely with the with the game against New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans. Mm. He's now averaging a triple-double for the season. They uh, so. take on the Warriors this evening. Yes, that's a nice game, huh? Uh, the Warriors, of course, just lost to uh, Minnesota in overtime. Of course they did. So, uh, Shout out LeBron, who's about to pass. 
Kareem. Kareem for the most points all time. Yeah. Where's Jokic on that list? He's not he's, he's not, not just a scorer. He does oh, he does it. a lot of different things, you know. I don't think Jokic will ever get into that. No, probably not. Yeah. His game would have to change a lot. Yeah. Which why would you change if you're already the best? You know? That's true. Makes you think. It would be fun to see like Philadelphia play Phil- see Philadelphia play Denver in the finals. That would be a that tremendous be series. That would be a really spicy. good series. I think. Uh the East has a lot of ta- talent. Yep. You know, the East has a lot of talent, but we the Bobcats. We stick with Nikola Jokic. Got it. That's what at least I do. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a nice Avs game last week. Oh, Phil. that's right. Yeah. Shout, out, to shout the out to Ball Arena. They, uh, they beat the uh, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Bennington got booed a lot. That was nice. Yeah. Avs fans do not like him. No. I did not some nice. Fan. I did some nice booing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. There's no cheering in the press box, but there's booing in when the I'm in the Avs game. Yeah. 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 The Avs playing well. Yeah. Flying around again. Heck yeah. You see, it's all about timing. You That's know? true. You got to get hot time. at the right time. Yeah. And of course, it's the all-star break this weekend. Oh, tough. Don't want to let the hot so, cool. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's true. Ice. It's on ice yep. for the weekend. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, who knows what could happen next weekend? Yeah, we have no idea. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe, maybe we'll get the head coach on the show. We'll see. We'll see. No guarantees. That's true. But we'll have to pull those strings. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll see if we can negotiate to get Swanson back. We'll try. I don't know. Yeah. It might be really hard to get him back. Depends on how good he does there. Yeah. Some sort of swap. Yeah. Some sort. What would we have to say? Maybe we just stay away we'll from that. We'll save that. Yeah. We'll save that for another day. Okay. That's going to do it for us. For Eric Dala, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral Zone.